This is Taylor Talk, the number one Taylor Swift podcast brought to you by taylortalk.org. Don't say I didn't warn you, Swifties. Episode 161 of Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast is here. My name is Adam. I'm Diane. I'm Sammy. And I'm Steve. And in case you couldn't notice by that little brief intro there, the Blank Space Marathon continues. Woo! It never stops. (laughs) In case you guys aren't sick of blank space yet, we're going to try and make you sick of it, only not. <laughs> but it's not possible. It, well, Taylor keeps coming up with stuff. I mean, first blank space comes out as a single, so we do our analysis. Then all of a sudden, the next week, she releases the music video and Amex uh, app, the blank mm-hmm. space app. Which I passed, by the way. Update. <laughs> Ooh, Diane's weekly update. She passed it. Yes. And now, of course, this week, she performed it live for the first time at the AMA. So, we're I mean, we've got to talk about that. The, Performance was phenomenal, and we'll get to that in a few minutes. Uh, real quick, though, something requested by uh, a good friend of the show, Taylor, who has even been on an episode before, all the way from Australia. She was here in Vegas, so I'm like, hey, come on an episode. Um, I don't remember which one it is, but anyway, she requested, because this is the last episode we will record before Thanksgiving, that I bring back the turkey song, which I... What's the turkey song? I introduced it last year. Now, um, I know there are a lot of people who don't live in the U.S. listening and don't celebrate Thanksgiving, so you'll have to bear with me on this one. But this is how it goes. On Thanksgiving Day, anytime somebody says the word turkey, you have to sing this song. It goes like this. Ready? I guess not. We're ready. We're ready. Okay. We're waiting okay. for you to start. You're Yay. so prepped. You're quietly, patiently waiting. <laughs> so it goes like this, right? Turkey, turkey, turkey. Gobble, gobble, gobble. You eat a whole bunch and you wobble, wobble, wobble. <laughs> I remember you singing that now. Now you remember it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So remember all of our American listeners out there that will be celebrating this upcoming Thursday. That's the song. Sing it. You'll annoy the heck out of all your relatives, and it'll be a beautiful thing. It'll be so funny. Hey, hey, Adam. What's up? Um, just to let you know, I did look it up. It is episode 77 that uh, Taylor from Australia was on. Yeah, so if you're curious about that uh, Aussie accent, mates, then uh, episode 77 it is. All right, let's get on with the episode, though. Enough Thanksgiving talk, huh? Sammy, what has been going on in Taylor's life lately besides the AMAs? Well, the AMAs, big one. But what's been going on? Um, so Taylor will be performing Blank Space on The Voice on Tuesday, November 25th. Uh, that's this Tuesday. And Taylor will be performing for the second year in a row at the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show on December 9th, live from London. And Blank Space hit number one on Billboard Hot 100 chart this week, making Taylor the first female artist in Billboard history to bump herself from the number one spot. Yeah, who can beat Taylor? Taylor. Only Taylor. Um, The Grammy Museum in L.A. announced this week that they will have a Taylor Swift experience exhibit featuring tour costumes, handwritten lyrics, and never-before-seen home movies, as well as other things. Um, The exhibit is open from Taylor's birthday, December 13th of 2014 through May of 2015. Very cool. Um, Yeah. So if you check it out, you should let us know. And uh, 1989 hit the 2 million mark this week, and Shake It Off became certified four times platinum this week wow that's up there with uh the top of her singles i think like love story and you belong with me are up at like what six or seven times platinum yeah they're definitely yeah and those songs 
are pretty old compared to Shake It Off. Yeah, Shake It Off only been out a couple months. Four times platinum. Holy cow. So to um, update people on that what, on what that means in case they don't know, what does that mean if something goes four times platinum? It means that it's sold over four million copies. And that is certified and verified by the RIAA, which I always forget what it stands for, but it's like Recording Steve Industry knows. something or other. Association of America. Is that it, Steve? Recording Industry Association of America, yes. Perfect. So they're the ones that certify <laughs> albums and also singles, platinum. So, um, you know, they basically, uh, platinum certification verifies it has actually sold over 4 million copies, which is unbelievable. Yeah. I think like three million of them were Sammy alone. So <laughs> you can't buy a song more than once on iTunes. I've tried. You can make, but you can accounts. buy it on iTunes. You can buy it on other services. You can go buy. You can buy a physical single that comes on a CD and register a billion iTunes accounts. You can if you try hard enough. You can make it happen. Where there's there a will, ways. there's a way, Sammy. Fine, I just fail as a fan. I get it. Thanks, guys. I got it. Well, Sammy, thank you for giving us the news. Diane, what does Taylor have coming up on the calendar? Well, this Thursday, November 27th, Taylor will be performing on the CBS Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Wait, hold up. Do you think she's going to sing the turkey song in her performance? No. Just for you, I Adam. that she doesn't sing the turkey song. I hope she does. I'm, <laughs> she I, I want to teach that song that. to her and she can sing it. And, yeah, that'd be cool. Only you good. can sing the turkey song, Adam. No, everybody has to sing it, Steve. No, if, if no, somebody... no, no, no. You're the best at it. On Thanksgiving Day, I appreciate that. Thank you. But on Thanksgiving Day, if you hear the word turkey, you have to sing it. Okay. I'll keep it in mind. All right. Um, <laughs> December 5th is the Kiss FM Jingle Ball at the Staples Center. On December 7th is the Capital FM Jingle Ball at London's O2. On December 9th is the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show. On December 12th is Z100's Jingle Ball at Madison Square Garden. And then something happens on December 13th. I don't know what. 13th? Uh-huh. And then hmm. on December 31st is Rockin' New Year's Eve with Ryan Seacrest. Sammy forgot to put Taylor's birthday in there. Well, because it was logical that we didn't really need to put it in there now. Wait, Everybody has it, it on the Is that what's topic. happening on the 13th? Yeah, that's Taylor's birthday. Oh, how cool. Taylor's turning 25. Uh, you knew that, Adam. She's I so did. Old. I did. 25 <laughs> quarter century, Taylor. So Uh-oh, old. it's coming up on you. Oh. <laughs> All right. Thank you for the calendar, Diane, keeping us up to date on what's going on, even though Sammy wrote it for you and forgot someone's birthday. Sammy helps so much with the document, guys. Just so you know, Sammy helps a lot. There you go. Just giving credit where it's due. (laughs) Well, clearly I don't deserve credit because I forgot Taylor's birthday. (laughs) Sammy's useful occasionally. I hate you guys. Why do I stay up late for you? Oh, it's not that late. It's only midnight. (laughs) all right if it makes you feel better sammy we're gonna get on to our main discussion for the episode talking about taylor's ama performance holy cow taylor (laughs) it was hot wow literally it was literally hot so fire that was more or less my first impression if somebody has better words they can use to actually describe their first impression please share Mind-boggling. Uh, mind-boggling, Mind, yeah. crazy, amazingly perfect. Mind-blowing. Scary is also one of them. Yeah, I was definitely afraid for her. Fire hazards. And of her. Yes, of her and for her. <laughs> <laughs> um, My first impression, actually, honestly, was, uh, and we'll talk about this on, in a sec, my first impression is, 
I hope this is what I see on tour because if it I, is, best tour yet. I wonder uh, no. if it will be though because it's so big. There are so many I set think... pieces, and she used like the entire tour space, is when right? she can be big though. Yeah, usually, think... usually award shows have to be smaller because yeah. it's I not her that's stage. True. That's not know. her stage. When it's her stage, she can do whatever she wants. Yeah, I mean, like if you look at her performance of like. Um, I knew you were trouble. It was like pretty much exactly the same. Except so I the think thing it's is, though, is she had so many set pieces. Like, weren't there different backgrounds? Like, she had that thing where she like came down from the sky on a table, and then there was but the like, frame, and then like, the hallway, a... and. But Diane, I reiterate. Award shows are even more difficult to do that stuff than her own stage because those props all have to be cleaned up after her performance for the next performance. That's true, and yeah, and um, if she and if she spent that much for this show on all of those props, why not use them again? So I guess that's a good argument. It'll be like this, but even maybe on a bigger scale. Like, I don't know how much bigger she could go, but you know, basically the same kind of concept that's like basically a you know replication of the music video in like this big house and there's like lots of different things going on and Mm -hmm. lots of dancers and shout out to mason for being in the performance who is this Um, he was a dancer on uh, the red tour red tour and he was in the performance he was in the love story wasn't he like the romeo yeah he's the love story guy yeah he's the love story okay um yeah go ahead hey adam yes thinking. Do you think that uh, we see what a lot of people are going to be, at least the male Swifties, are going to be dressing up for when they go to the tour now? Oh, is that what you're going to wear, Steve? <laughs> like like an ex-lover? Dress as, like, the great Gatsby? That'd yeah. be awesome. Carrying a picture oh frame. I still, I still plan on going to tour as a giant pen. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I am... That was my idea. <laughs> I, I'm a little disappointed about not getting much pen. I, I, we always get that wink is what we get, but yeah. I really wish we had the physical pen clicking. I, <laughs> I, I, I mean that would th- that is cool, Steve. But I don't know. I think what she's doing is bigger. Is, is it a wink or is it a pen click? Somebody, it's a it's a, it's a pen a click because she winks for the performance, but it's definitely this noise. I would I would say is definitely a pen click because it's right before she says, "I'll write your name." Yeah, but why it's doesn't like she's she getting like, ready use to her hand it. like she's writing a name and clicking yeah, a pen? I mean, you sure can do the motion that for that. I guess for the performance, the way she does that is like, I'm going to put you in a frame, which is the blank space. But yeah, in but the performance, it's like she's going to. Yeah, video either. There was no frame or pen in the video. In the frame? No. Um, in the um, music video, there is because she um, put him in a, in a, um, a painting. So that's a frame. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, but she doesn't do it repeatedly like she did in the performance. I think like she the, had in, past in, the, in the performance, in there was a theme with the with the frames, and in the music video, there wasn't really a reoccurring theme of frames. But I think the frames, the Sammy. I think the frames are a visual because I, yeah, there are frames on the wall that, in the but, video and things like I'm that. It's just saying, to set up the scene. No, I would agree with that, but I'm saying that there's like. She hasn't done anything in the music videos or in this performance or in the rooftop performance that would signify a pen. Like, so now I'm actually kind of questioning whether it is the sound of a pen. I think it is, but I don't think the or- videos and the um per and the um performances have to be necessarily the same as the song. Like, no, just because there's a pen I- click doesn't mean she has to have a pen click in the performance. 
No, but that could have been interesting if she had like was like writing something down. Yeah, like, yeah, that could just, have been like, interesting. Yeah, that's that's why I'm questioning whether it's actually the sound of a pen or if it's just like you know like a weird I don't even know what it is. It's like a winking sound almost that you make. Like if you listen to the <laughs> no, I know what you're saying. It's like when you wink and you go. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Because right. if you listen to like the the demo, not the demo, the voice memo on the target version it's kind of more of that winking sound than it is a pen click well that could also be because she was just making the noise and didn't have a mix board and all the sound equipment and everything yeah but i'm wondering if that she did that intentionally now just by looking at her performance looking at the music video i'm actually questioning whether it's pen now hmm someone's gonna have to ask her somebody (laughs) asked taylor well, it is it is hard to question because it would make sense that it's a pen being like, I'll write your name, you know. Right. Yes. But I mean the wink is also also makes sense because truthfully I, I that's what I thought it was at first and then I changed my mind and decided it was a pen. Yeah, so did I. That's what I did. Especially because she does the wink. Like if she wanted it to be something else, then she could have just had it be something else. But like she specifically does the wink every time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's let's keep to the performance itself, though. Do you think this performance? I mean, it was pretty similar to the video. Do you think it was an accurate visual representation of the song? I think it was heightened. Like she took it one step further because in the song she doesn't talk about killing men, but on stage, like she's just going like, just here's an apple. <laughs> she, she's bye. a man eater. Yeah, <laughs> she's a man eater. Hall and Oates reference there. <laughs> one person makes her mad, and she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna set you on fire." <laughs> right. But again, it's not her. It's this exaggerated right. form of what the media created out of her. So I think yeah. that is pretty accurate because the media creates her as this woman who just chews men up and spits them out. And yeah. Then writes her songs. them completely across the stage. That was my favorite part. That was awesome. Yeah. Oh, with the guy, there was a guy that hooked up to it. cables, and she pushes him with one hand, and he just goes flying across the stage. That was awesome. That was <laughs> shout out to Mason. Again, shout out to Mason, the guy I've never heard of until like 30 seconds Adam, ago. he's important. Don't knock him. <laughs> I'm sure he's very important to the performance. I'm just, I don't know him. I don't know who he is. I've never heard of him. Okay. That was all I was saying. But yeah, Diane, I think you're right. I think it was just an exaggerated form. But that's the whole point. I mean, that's what a stage production is. And that's what I actually really, one of the things I really, really liked about it is the fact that it told a story. It was, it was, it was a story on stage. I mean, it was almost like a play put to a song. It's like a musical. It is a musical. And really, it... It followed what the the music video did overall, but the biggest difference was this was multiple guys instead of kind of just working with one. And then, you know, the big reveal at the end is, oh, look, here comes the next guy. Yeah. So it's just a faster story, I guess, because it tells a lot of stories faster. Right. Yeah. And it was more over exaggerated, which I think was a good choice for the performance of having it be a similar theme to the music video, but have it be on a larger scale for the mm-hmm. for a award show performance which to me then means that it's going to be an even bigger um performance for tour but i think that it'll probably be pretty similar yeah i hope so i think it will be too sammy i think we're dead on i actually even tweeted earlier tonight when it was going yeah, on that i think we just got a glimpse into the 1989 tour Ooh. 
it actually got a lot of attention, a lot of retweets and stuff. I think other uh, people agreed. It's true, though. It really seems like that's the case. So. Yeah, I mean, I can see this like this kind of performance is like a, um, like a kind of like how I knew your trouble was like after she got back from the mini stage to the main stage, um, kind of like an like, I, I like it's kind of like her tours are split into um kind of like a like, halftime like performance a, like a, or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like a like a musical would be. There has act one and act two, and it's like the opening act of act opening performance of act two kind of thing. I actually kind of see this as maybe the last song on tour. You think? Yeah, mm. I, I I don't know. I I just feel like since it's so big, how could they follow anything? I'm willing that? to bet she ends with "Shake It Off." Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. still. I I don't know if I want that to be the the finale, but I, I'm willing to bet she ends with that. But again, a topic for another day on that yeah. one. <laughs> like, because, I mean, we could debate that till we're, we're blue in the face, you know. Yes. But that's not what's going on tonight. Tonight was the phenomenal AMA performance. And that's where our minds are at, Diane. You know what I mean? Got it. I'm also rambling right now because I forgot what I was going to say. Should we talk about, <laughs> are, um, are we done talking about the performance? Do we want to move on? Or do we have no, 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 no. We're say? talking about the performance. Okay. Oh, I know what it was because we were talking about how... Um, this performance more or less told the story, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how it very well could have been a glimpse into the 1989 tour. And I think, you know, we have also talked about the idea that 1989 is a concept album. The whole album tells one overarching story through each of these individual songs put together, played together, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm wondering if the tour will be similar to that. And Sammy, you were talking about different acts in a play and stuff like that. And this being like after intermission or whatever and uh, you know i wonder if this is part of a bigger performance part of a bigger story rather that we're going to see on the 1989 tour i think if if she goes with that though that she would have to open with blank space because that's kind of why she chose to put it on the album first and i really don't see her opening with blank space um but i think that it would be interesting to see kind of like you said, a a story almost unfolding from the you know the first song to the last song. The only problem with that is that this character that she plays in this song is not the same character that's in the rest of the songs. Yeah, because this and one the, is crazy, and she's not crazy. But in the, the story she tells on the stage performance doesn't have to be the story of the album. Although it's interesting you bring that up too, though, Diane, because if this is a different character, how does it fit in the story of the album then? There, that, there is, is some, there is some I, fitting purpose to this song. There is a purpose to this song, and the purpose of this song couldn't, it isn't necessarily that it follows the main characters, um, which the main character is obviously Taylor. Not that it necessarily follows her storyline directly. I think the purpose of this song is describing an experience that happens to the main character, and that is being torn apart by the, by media. the media. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, again, going back to this, I think that this performance could very well almost be identical to what we see on tour. And it could be part of the story. And it could be, like Sammy said, right there in the middle because it's like you see the story. Because, I mean, to me, the story overall, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but the story to me overall is more or less a relationship that she had that got interrupted by fans, interrupted by media, and scrutinized by everybody that witnessed it. Right. Wait. Uh, sorry, what? No, I, I don't know about no? that. No, I don't think that's what this song is about. I didn't I... say that. I'm talking about the story of the album. Right. Oh, okay. The, oh, the right. album okay. concept. 
Um, I mean, if you guys disagree, by all means, share. But, I mean, that's kind of what I see is the story of a, a relationship and the reaction to it. What no, I see I, I is see part that. of that and then also just her being lost in a um, relationship and then um, at the end realizing who she is and, you know, being happy with that. Yeah, no, you that's the, that's definitely the conclusion. But yeah. the point I'm getting at with that, though, is that this story of blank space does fit in because that's an experience that she has in the middle of that relationship and it's a recurring experience. This is just, you know, it's something she's had in every relationship that she's ever had. She has had this experience with the media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it does um, fit into the story, even though the character isn't Taylor. Yeah. Well, it's I based think- on a true story, sort of. Right. Sammy's been trying yeah, to talk I mean, to Anne. Sorry. It's be- no, it's based on a true story, like of what the media portrays her as and, that is not accurate, but it, I mean, the actual concept is based on a true story. But, um, again, this is a conversation we can have another time, but I think it's going to be interesting to see how, you know, a song like this on a concept album for like a concept tour, how she's going to incorporate other songs. I mean, that that would be my question on it though. Even though you would consider this a concept album, is the tour going to follow a concept or is it just going to be back and forth with different songs? And that's how I think it may go. Well, Steve, the reason I think it's going to be a concept, however, is because the album is a concept and overall story. And because Taylor has said she always likes to do something different for each tour. That That would be different. That would be something different. Yeah. I don't know that I would agree with that because I feel like red tour was kind of a concept tour. I mean, it had a, it had a theme. It was told a story that, you know, Taylor wanted to tell. I feel like every tour has told a story, but Red specifically told a story. So I don't know that that would be all that different. Um, I feel like she has older songs that she could throw in there, but I feel like there are a couple songs that... <laughs> I forgot there would be older like, songs. <laughs> but, but yeah, that, like, that hey, poses a I'm little now, problem. I'm going to sing this song for you now. Okay, back into the story. Well, maybe she could tell a new story and incorporate old songs in with the I mean, new I'm ones. I'm sure that there's a way for her to do it. I'm just curious if she's going to go more in, I am telling you a story about this girl that does this, that does this, that does this. Or um, if she's going to be like, here, let's sing a whole bunch of songs for you. Okay, bye. This has totally gone from AMAs to... 1989 tour discussion. Well, that's because that's what's on everyone's mind. (laughs) Well, in in all fairness, we are trying to figure out whether or not this performance will appear on tour and how it will be incorporated. So um, I I guess definitely discussing the overall tour is how we can figure out how this specific specific performance can be incorporated into that overall story. And overall, we should see picture frames. That seems to be one thing that will definitely be part of this song. Yeah, I, I... I think that'll be there too. I think the other thing to think about is that Taylor has had um, performances that haven't reflected the music video, and that that like okay, if you look at "I Knew You Were Trouble," like the music video and her performance at the AMAs were not similar at all, um, and she ended up taking the performance that she did at the AMAs and putting it on tour rather than taking the music video. Um, so there is a reason that Taylor did a performance very similar to the music video, and I think that that we will probably see that on tour. Is the point of the story? <laughs> Good story, Sammy. Yay! Tell it again. 
Oh, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't tell it again. <laughs> I got what you were saying. But yeah, I, I definitely think this is an accurate representation of what we're going to see on tour, if not the exact performance, something very, very similar in theme with this whole like Great Gatsby type deal. Mm-hmm. And with the magic and the special effects and things like that. Because I mean, like you said before, if you're going to do this big, huge thing at an award show, when you have the time and pretty much no holds bar like you can do whatever you want on your own tour you're gonna do something just as big if not bigger here's an interesting question for you guys what's up since this does seem fairly based on the concept from the music video what do you like better this or the this performance or the music video Mm, the music video but that's just because it goes more in depth i think no, I think I like the performance better. I do, the, too. Why? The, the mu- Hang on, Steve, go ahead. I'd say probably the music video, and, and my reasoning for it is it really doesn't make complete sense until the very, very end where the first guy leaves and the second guy pulls in, and I feel that this performance kind of already reveals some of that. So it's, there's, kind of so there's more no of shock just, value, right? There's no, no, there's no twist at the end, no shock value. Um, this was just more her as an overall like guy hater kind of thing, or Psycho. you know, man eater. Yeah. Sorts. I mean, it is hard. It is a hard decision. I guess I lean towards this performance because I just like live performances better. Because, <laughs> well, seriously, because what she did on stage tonight, I've never seen before. What she did in the video, yeah, it was brilliant and beautiful and everything else. But I, I mean, I've seen The Great Gatsby. You know, you know what I mean? Like you I didn't like that movie either. I is, is, is. <laughs> that wasn't the point. Uh, the point is, is that you're used to on screen seeing phenomenal things because lots of people do phenomenal things on screen because there are uh, incredibly amazing computer people that do incredible awesome things. things on computers that make they do incredible things. video yes, incredible. Yes, yes. <laughs> where on stage it takes a very very special performer to pull off what she pulled off on stage tonight well and not just her but her whole team like there were so many people and they had to have lots of parts very synced and there was a lot that went into it you know so i can see your point adam i can see that point i'm always right and and, and, you know (laughs) in the video you have beautiful places like that uh mansion castle that they were in Mm -hmm. there you know it's like the the second largest private owned in the United States and all sorts of stuff. And yet just some plain old stage, get some crazy props and you know, the whole picture frame coming down. There's just some brilliant things with it. So I can see it. You know, it's interesting, Steve, that a a minute or so ago you were mentioning shock value, weren't you? Yes. And you felt which had more shock value stage or video. I I thought that the video did, and it was mainly just at the end to kind of go, oh, wait, there's another guy. So this is just a, you know, repeating saga of sorts. So maybe in the story you're right, but I have a complete, like, 180-degree viewpoint where I think the stage had much more shock value. I agree. And I think where my difference is is you're looking at shock value of the story. I'm looking at shock value of the production because, like I was saying, lots of people do amazing things with video. Where right. what she did on stage com- caught us completely off guard. We did not expect a single thing there in terms of the performance, not the story. I guess right. it depends on what you look for, though. 
if you look for a story or if you look for a show. See, I guess. I think, I think that it, I think it did both. And I think that that's why I preferred the performance because it had the shock value that, you know, the music video had in terms of story for me because I, you know, kept wondering what was, what she was going to do next, what she, what she was wondering next. And I felt like it kind of told the story of the song better in the performance that she did than in, in the music video. Um, but I also think technical wise, it was, it had a lot more shock value in terms of like Adam said, like in the music, in the music video, they had a lot of CGI where like, you know, the shirt caught on fire, but you know, in the actual performance, she like, you know, the flower was on fire and she held the fire in her hand and it was crazy. And you didn't really know what was going on kind of thing. Who do you think taught Taylor to do magic tricks? She had she had something on her hand that was lit, like she was holding something. I yeah. Oh was, no, like, I know, I like... know how it works because I've done it. <laughs> okay. Um, I actually, I actually have that device somewhere to create. Um, what is fire? It? Exactly. It's called matches. <laughs> what it? No, lighter. Steve. What it? What it is? There's. I, I can't. I, I'll describe it another day. Like I, I just, I'm not going to take the time on this show to tell you how to do oh, a magic no. trick. Wait, I want to know. A true magician never reveals a secret. So, <laughs> right. um, that's one of the age old sayings. <laughs> but another amazing thing happened. Then, actually, we should rank the performance uh, based on her live performances. Scale of one to thirteen, Steve. Where was this performance? Thirteen. Sammy. Thirteen. Diane. 12 and I'm going to say whoa 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 okay okay hey hey wait 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 all in favor of voting Diane off the island say aye well you didn't you didn't vote yet what's your what's your can I tell you why I have a criticism okay okay Diane we'll give you the benefit of the doubt here and pretend like you actually have an argument I wanted her costume change to be more dramatic. Yeah, I would agree with that. That's but I all. wouldn't rank it lower. But like, like I, I saw it on Twitter. Like I was watching it, obviously, and then I saw it on Twitter, and I was like, "Wait, she had a costume change?" Yeah, and she like, just kind of casually tore the skirt off. I legit didn't notice. I was like, "Oh, oops." Yeah. I want big costume changes. I did like that picture that was floating around on Twitter there with the uh, comparing it to uh, Speak oh, Now and her yeah. gold. That was cute. No, that was destroyed my soul. Thirteen. Woo-hoo. Um, Taylor showed me incredible things tonight. Yeah, I would agree with that. Mm. Do you see what? Do you, do you see what I did there? I see exactly. What I see what you did there, and she's gonna come and kill you later. <laughs> Her facial expression. I think Taylor's next great project is going to be playing the bad guy in a horror film. Oh my god, that'd be awesome. I mean, Okay, no, they, not open for discussion. That's what's going to happen. Um, another big thing happened tonight that we need to have time to discuss. Right? Right. Right. Taylor received the first ever Dick Clark Award for Excellence. Wow. Big moment. Why? Because Taylor's the first to ever get it. They ma- And it was a huge honor. I'm not going to say they made this for her, but... They made this award, and then they chose her as the first. They kind of did make it for her. Like, let's not front, guys. Like, they kind of did. They were like, "Well, she's not nominated for anything, and she kind of just like destroyed everything over the music industry." We kind of have to give her something. Well, let's think here. Someone remind me when she received the Pinnacle Award. Wasn't that like the first ever? Also, no, she got second, it, second, second, because yeah. Garth Brooks yeah, was the only Garth other Brooks. one to receive that. So, oh, I mean, and he got it several years before, so it wasn't like an 
you know, right. every year it, thing. Not in sequential years or anything right. like so that. And I think that's what we're seeing from her. Taylor is actually she is in a league of her own when it comes to the music industry. And I think this just continues to prove it, that so, the awards, if they're making them up or not, I, I don't know about that. But she's receiving awards that almost no one else in her league is receiving. Well, yeah. let's get to that in a sec. Can we can we just repeat her um, little speech here, at least the part about us? Yeah. I, I don't mean us as in Taylor Talk, by the way. I mean us as in the fans. <laughs> if, I mean, if she was up there thanking Taylor Talk for her Dick Clark Award, that'd be phenomenal. But no, she didn't do that. I would faint. <laughs> I'd be like, wait, what? Anyway, so Taylor said, just to recap, to the fans who went don't, out and Don't bu- sit and stop. Oh, to the fans who went out and bought over a million copies of my last three albums, what you did by going out and investing in music and albums is you're saying you believe in the same thing I believe in, that music is valuable and that the music should be consumed in albums and albums should be consumed as art and appreciated. And I love you so much. I love getting to know you. I love talking to you online. I And I love having a glimpse into your life, and I'm so unbelievably happy that you want to have a glimpse into my life. Thank you so much. Um, Now, Steve, getting back to what you were saying about how she's changing the music industry, that's why I wanted to recap this speech in advance so we can refer to it in that discussion further. Because she is talking about the fans who went out and bought over a million copies, which no other artist can do right now. Nope. Correct. And no other artist has you know, that's why I think she is, in fact, in a league of her own is because she's doing things that they literally can't. Who's she supposed to compete with? Nobody. Herself. For the I'm, top spot on iTunes. Yeah, I mean, I remember even noting um, back when Red came out and it sold its 1.2 million copies the first week. That a few months before, Justin Bieber released, I think it was Believe. And that had first week sales of like 349,000. And Bieber's, at the time was arguably just as big and famous as she was. Yeah, and I mean, you, if you look at, you know, One Direction that came out with an album two weeks after Taylor, like, they had the number one album in, in the country, and they sold 450,000 copies. Yeah, like, I mean, they didn't even They didn't even sell half of what Taylor sold. And not even they're in the same ar- league. arguably just as big as Taylor. So now that that was said, Steve, did you have something to add to what you were saying before? Um... No, I mean that's that was just the big thing is she is in a league of her own. But do do you think some of this speech? I mean, some of that seemed to be worded towards Spotify. The, yeah, the streaming <laughs> yeah, music. Yeah. Well, that's I, I was I was gonna I was gonna get to that part next, Steve. But Darn it, yeah, I had a schedule. I'm sorry. No, since you brought <laughs> it up, let, let's get into it. I don't want to go too much into the Spotify debate because, honest to God, that could take an entire episode. Right. There's so much going on with that. Um. But you're right, Steve. She is pointing out. And, you know, I think here, here's part of the problem with just human nature in general is a lot of other artists out there are probably very jealous of her. I'm sure I, they are. I, I'm sure they are. But the thing is, is I think what she said was intended as inspiration, saying, like, Taylor's always been modest, and we know that. And I think she really would never intend to say something like this to put other artists down, but rather to be like, "Hey, I'm just proving it's possible, so you guys can do it too." Oh, oh yeah. yeah, absolutely. She was. She there was no like hate in her voice in that at all. She was meaning it to be like, "You guys should be proud of what you're doing. You shouldn't, you know, sell yourself short in order to sell 
music because your music is worth being sold for. Does that make sense? Yeah, that made sense. I I think it made sense, Sammy. Talking about the value of music. Yeah. Now, the next part of that, when she said music is valuable, she also added music should be consumed in albums. I think that was very important to note because just earlier in this very episode, we were talking about the concept album and the idea of a concept tour. And I wanted to bring this up earlier, but we hadn't brought up this quote yet during our discussion earlier. I think that's another little thing in there hinting at the fact that the tour could serve as a concept where it tells us a full story. It's possible. Yeah. Because she's saying that's how her music is intended to be consumed. I mean, the counter problem to that, of course, with other artists is the fact that they'll have one or two good songs and the rest of their album be crap, where or Taylor's fillers, entire yeah. album is phenomenal. Yeah. So, you know, I I don't know if I can 100% agree with Taylor that music should be consumed in albums, but it definitely should I be mean, consumed in albums if the artist intends it to be, and that's how they tell their story. I think, I don't know that she's talking about, like, listening to a song like listening to the whole album versus just listening to one or two songs. I think that she was meaning, and you know, if Taylor wants to correct me, she's more than welcome to. Actually, I'm about to correct you, but continue. (laughs) You don't know what she's going to say. I know what she's going to say. But I think she was meaning in terms of, um, buying physical copies of the album. Did you? I, I knew that that was where you were going with that. And my counter to that was if that were the case, Taylor would pull her music from iTunes also, except in album form. Everything would be, all her music on iTunes would be album-only option. Well, maybe she meant consumed in, um, in, um, albums and, um, um, in the sense that you'd have to buy it and not just, like, live stream it, like, not have it be something that plays on the internet. Like, something that's purchased as part of a package or... Well, yeah, purchase is part of a package, but that's what I'm saying is if she truly, you know, was that, that would believe that that thoroughly, then she would make all her music on iTunes album only. You know, it's also possible that she just said that and she didn't think about it. (laughs) She was on stage in front of a lot of people. (laughs) Not everything Taylor says is pre-planned and a hint about something else. Yes, she's human too. (laughs) Just throwing that one out there. She can just speak from her heart sometimes. Yeah. No. That that is an interesting point though that it would be album only. Oh uh, yeah, I mean but, she had the she has the right to do that if she wanted. Yeah. Um but I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Uh, maybe I just, that I just, maybe that just goes to the point of saying that, you know, to make sure that you put your heart and soul into every single song that you have put on that album because there's a lot of stuff in the music industry that is just kind of pre-processed of sorts where hey this is going to be a hit. Um, let's just, oh, it's a hit. Let's just throw a bunch of other stuff in here and, and then make an album so then we can sell it again. And, you know, just kind of go in with the formula of making successful music and not really what should go into it to really put yourself out there and share something special with the listeners. Yeah, I mean, what Taylor wrote for us was an album, so I can see you're, I'm assuming, referring to other artists when you say, hey, we have a hit song, let's throw a bunch of junk in just to make an album. Right. Yeah. I mean, a lot because of artists- obviously that's happened before, and that's what's kind of got us to this point, maybe a little bit of, 
you know, the, the ease of availability where, hey, you don't have to purchase every song to be able to listen to just one particular single. Well, here's something interesting, Steve, is way back when, when uh, Napster was the thing, where people were downloading music for the first time without paying for it, my argument, and I was a kid, so this wasn't like some adult's articulate thoughts. This was the thoughts out of the mind of like an 11-year-old or something like that, however old I was, was that I really appreciated it because I noticed I was from the CD-buying era, you know, back in the 90s, and Mm -hmm. I noticed that like I would buy an entire CD or rather my parents would buy it for me, and I would only listen to one or two songs and I didn't want the rest. So I was like, wow, this Napster thing's genius because now I can just get the songs I want. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Steve Jobs comes along and finds a way to make people pay for that same luxury and revolutionize the music industry. And, you know, now it's gone a step further with Spotify and streaming. And I totally lost my train of thought again and forgot where I was going with that. Oh. Gosh, I hate when I do this. <laughs> I go on a you ramble. You were on a good path. I you were. Know where it was you so were good. Going, I was like, oh. But it was good. I was like, yeah, I don't Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like, that makes sense. <laughs> um, but, oh, it was talking about Steve with the people filling albums with junk. I, I think that's where the problem came from in the first place, where I had that mentality as a kid. They weren't like Taylor Swift, where she wrote an entire phenomenal album. They were writing junk, and that's what's led to the deterioration of music as a whole into this whole streaming idea and buying individual songs instead of albums and things so of that you sort. you really think some artists just write filler songs? I would... I mean, uh, no, actually. I don't think they write filler songs. I think they sing songs that other people write. Because I, they don't I, even have, they don't on, even Sam have, to talk to well, you. hold up real quick. Okay. They don't even have the creativity to write their own songs like Taylor does. Okay, Sammy, go ahead. Um, I mean, I just think of a lot of artists that come out with these random songs that are like these huge hits, but they have no albums that the album, that the song is going to. And that kind of speaks to what Adam's talking about, that they have this huge hit that they basically make an album just to put the hit the song mm, on. Okay, and then yeah. every other song on the album, nobody knows about. Like, and it's kind of blah. In those yeah. artists' case, odds are it's luck. Odds are it just happened to be one random There's good song that happened wonder. to go viral. You mean yeah. they, they would happen to get lucky? Ha <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maybe, yeah. Daft Punk, I hate them. Were they the ones that won the Grammy? Yes. Okay, see. Mm. (laughs) And as Steve was saying, they got lucky because where are they now? God, thank you for explaining the joke. Right, yeah. (laughs) And really, if if anything comes out of that, it was actually, I mean, Daft Punk did have some success on their own previously, but really that actually kind of launched Pharrell Williams to be able to have his big hit there, you know, happy, so... (laughs) <laughs> and another big thing with Happy is that it was featured in a movie and it was nominated for an Oscar. Like, there's a lot of other songs. Like, if you think of like Charlie XCX and Boom Clap, like because it was featured in a movie, it's become this huge sensational song. I hear that on the radio. All the time. Um, how exactly. about Let It Go I'm from like... Frozen? Uh, but how about that Taylor Swift guys? <laughs> how, the... how about we should have one of her songs in a movie? <laughs> yeah, um, can we it's have called that Sweeter again? Than Fiction. And, but another and, one. Like the next John Green movie for Paper Towns? That's what I'm pushing for. And she please. Yeah. And oh she please. I think that pretty much wraps up our AMA discussion if you guys <laughs> uh, 
are are now talking about John Green movies and and things of that sort. <laughs> Did anybody have any final thoughts? I mean, I, I just thought her speech was so filled with. Oh, you know what? One more thing on that speech, actually, something that I want to say was Augustine that pointed it out from the SwiftAgency.com. I'm sure there were multiple people that said it online, but I feel like he was definitely one of them that pointed out how. Taylor presented her speech how everything was about someone else it started with um what was her name Diana Ross that presented it yeah yes first she started with Diana Ross and her accomplishments then Dick Clark and then her fans and it was never it was never it was so far from a Kanye West speech like as you can get (laughs) I, I mean I think that that also that was reflected in the video that they played before because they they highlighted you know, obviously what they wanted to highlight about, you know, her selling a million copies and, you know, her having three of them and being the only artist that's ever done that three times in a row, blah, 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 blah. Um, But then it also focused on, you know, the secret sessions and on her, you know, her swiftness packages and her going to the fan's house and like her, her speech was focused on other people, but so was the highlight video. Um, And I like, I feel like they, not well obviously they did that on purpose but you know taylor wanted it that way like in showing her excellence what what the award for excellence is that it's because of you know all of the fans that went out and bought the album if we hadn't gone out and bought the album then she wouldn't have been awarded with excellence because she wouldn't have sold a million copies well realistically taylor must know deep down that she is good at what she does but oh, she but doesn't end, have to flaunt it um but and, and that the was day, is that she also knows that if she if she doesn't have the fans that she wouldn't you know, like she wouldn't be as successful as she is and i feel i feel like a lot of artists forget that that they're like you know i'm all, all high and mighty but you know if my fans disappeared. I wouldn't be so high and mighty. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people forget that. Yeah. Which is, which is more or less why I just wanted to point that one last thing out before we wrapped up this discussion. I just thought it was definitely noteworthy. Well, especially, I think there was, you know, a little bit of uh, feminist overtones there about talking about Diana Ross, you know, and, and oh, how she stood up for women when it wasn't like uh, appropriate necessarily well, in not society. Appropriate, just it wasn't a thing that women did. Really. Yeah, right. So, so I mean, kudos to her for that, and you know, she stood up for that, and she also stood up for buying albums. And hey, music is valuable. I think those were great, great points that Taylor brought up in her speech. Yep, she packed a lot in there. She sure did. Yep. Well, fortunately, she knew she was going to win, so she could prepare it ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> that always makes that easier, doesn't it? It sure does. So I, I hope everybody out there listening really enjoyed this discussion. Uh, it was seriously a phenomenal performance. We're going to do our best to get some videos of these performance or the performance and the speech up on taylortalk.org slash episode – what episode is this? 161. 161. So taylortalk.org slash episode 161. We're going to do our best to get videos there. It's always tricky with – things like this because sometimes like the AMA people will make YouTube people take them down but we'll do our best to help you guys out in case you want to watch it again or or watch it for the first time on to the mini segments you know your Swifty when slash if Swifties ruled the world all submitted by you guys out there Sammy what is the first one um, first one is from Olivia Wyman, twenty sixteen. You know you're a Swifty when you have exactly nineteen hundred eighty nine words in your essay you're writing did you plan that? 
Yeah, that would be very difficult to plan an too. essay to be exactly 1,989 words. Can you words. imagine if your assignment was like 2,000 words or less and you had like 1989? <laughs> That'd wow. be fun. All right. <laughs> the next one comes from uh, Shea via email. And they say, you know you're Swifty when you put 1989 on your younger sibling's phone. Well, your sibling needs it. Duh. It's, ne- it's necessary. Yep. Of course. So at Scotland underscore road on Twitter said, you know, you're Swifty when you're playing the Sims and you name your books after Taylor songs. That's awesome. I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, your Sim can um, write a book on the computer and you can name it. Oh, my God. That's so funny. The Sims is so much fun. I really miss playing that game. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> the next one comes from P- Pizza Piano underscore. You know you're Swifty when you feel your day is wasted if you haven't said I love Taylor Swift at least an odd number at least 13 times. <laughs> That's funny. Nice. I love Taylor Swift. I love Taylor Swift. Sammy. Oh, I love Taylor Swift. I guess, yeah. I love Taylor Swift. <laughs> no, but you have to read the That's only next four. This is going to take a while. We should probably <laughs> skip that idea. <laughs> we'll, we'll save one to the very end. Perhaps. I love Taylor Swift. Um, can I do my next one? Yes. Even though I love Taylor Swift. Ooh, <laughs> um, good one. The next one is from Tiny Lou Thirteen. You know your Swifty when Shake It Off comes on when you go to the travel agent to book your flights for the 1989 tour. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. a fate. It's like a sign. You're supposed to. You're supposed go. to come to America for that. Yep. All right. This next one comes from Trey via Facebook, and they say if Swifties ruled the world, we'd deport Taylor's exes to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> no harm came to these boys. They just happened to be on Mars. You could almost see that in a music video, too. Like yeah, all these Taylor X's on them. Mars. Like a weird, around. like, blank space and oops, I did it again hybrid. Yes, yes that's where I was Mars. going with that, Sammy. Perfect. <laughs> all right, last one. <laughs> Wayne emailed us. You know you're Swifty. When you spend four thousand six hundred dollars on Taylor's nineteen eighty nine concert tickets for Europe and U.S. shows, does that include a hotel and airfare or just tickets? Because that's crazy. Wayne, wow. can you adopt me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need a concert buddy? Because I will volunteer. Concert These buddy. Monopoly dollars. <laughs> I hope clever, Steve. Monopoly. Thank you to everybody who sent those in. Remember, guys, keep them coming for future episodes so we can read them out in the next episode. So that's that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, all right, I was debating whether or not to actually discuss this on the uh, show, but I am. What happened? What do you mean what happened? Calm down. Oh. Calm down. So in a past episode, I, I guess... I either famously or infamously said that I care more about dogs than people. (laughs) And I got a lot of interesting reactions based on those statements. Now, for those who don't know, this past weekend, my lab of 13 years passed away. Don't make me cry. (laughs) Stop. I'm trying to keep it together right now for this. I really am. Now, there's a whole point to this story and why I'm discussing it here on the show. Now, a lot of you that participate in different social groups online in the Taylor Swift fan base know that there is quite a bit of drama that goes around, right? 
people yeah. jealous of other people, people hating on other people. And, you know, people have called it a really dramatic fan base and things. But something I wanted to point out is over this weekend, I got at least, at least a hundred messages through different social media sites from people who came to me and commented and, and were checking on me and making sure I was okay in a really rough time in my life. And I noticed while some of them were personal contacts, like here in Vegas with me, um, a lot of them were from the Swifty community, almost all, in fact. And, and I mean, Sammy, you were the first one that texted me, like almost immediately. Um, Steve, you posted on Facebook for me. Um, Diane, you drove from California to be here with me. Like, you know, and then everybody else that posted, I just want to say thank you and point out what a seriously kind-hearted community this actually is. Setting aside all the drama and all the BS that happens, this is seriously, seriously an amazing community of people, and I'm very grateful and very proud to be a part of it, and I think everybody else that is part of the Swifty community should be also. Well said. That's really sweet. So... I just I I know that was kind of a morbid sort of ending to the no, episode, but, but it has no, a that positive, was you know. Like it worry. just I I just I also wanted to express gratitude because you know so many so many of those people that reached out to me on social media were Taylor Talk listeners, and I think they deserve to know how much their thoughts and and everything were appreciated. You know, I obviously on Facebook I went through and just liked people's comments. I didn't spend time responding just because it was very rough. But like this community is amazing, and and. I'm so happy to be a part of it. And I think all of you guys, I would imagine, are as well. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, sorry to make you all cry. <laughs> I've been a mess all weekend, by the way, just in case you were wondering. So, I guess we should, uh, you know, whenever you tear someone down, you got to pick them back up. So, I'm going to pick you guys all back up because I tore you down. Um, something, some very nice shout outs here. Over on the iTunes store. We have Percy and Cobalt and at Esselim, Esselim, who both left us really nice comments and five stars reviews. So, yay, thank you. Thank, thank, thank you. So if you guys want to, you know, maybe leave us a little review if you've got a few minutes there, you can head over to taylortalk.org slash iTunes. That'll take you straight to our iTunes page. You can leave us a review and let us know how we're doing, whether that's uh, positive or negative. We really want to know so that way you know, we can make the show better for you guys. That's how we know is when you guys tell us what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong. And I, I would encourage you and hope that you don't give us a one star, but, you know, if there's something that needs improvement, give us a three star and let us know why. Right? Right. Absolutely. Right. Just don't give us a one star. That hurts my feelings. Don't <laughs> tell them you that. you really have a lot it. to tell us <laughs> on what we can do to improve other than just mean things. Don't be mean, please. <laughs> yeah, if you really think it. Just after it's I gave a, a speech star, on yeah. how kind-hearted this community is. <laughs> <Don't>. uh, <laughs> well, there are still the mean people. Just because most people are kind-hearted doesn't mean that there's not mean people. That's true. So there's one last thing before we go, and this is very, very important, and I want everybody to listen very, very closely for a minute. We have new email addresses. Yes, I said that plural, where you can reach out to us. So from now on, you are able to reach any of the hosts taking their name at taylortalk.org. So if you want to email Diane, Diane at taylortalk.org, Sammy yeah, at taylortalk.org, Steve Definitely at taylortalk.org, 
or adam at taylortalk.org. You can reach any of us individually. That being said, this is where you really have to listen closely because if you're looking to submit to mini segments or any content for the show, our old email address will not get to us anymore. So if you want to reach us, the new one is podcast at taylortalk.org. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at taylortalk.org. So definitely take note of that because if you're still sending them to our old email address, it's not going to get to us. So I'd really appreciate it if you guys, you know, just take really note of that. your awesome content. We need it. And I don't have an it. email at the old place, so now you can email me and say hi. Yeah, I think that's really important, guys, because I, I know all of you relate to the different hosts in one way or another, and, you know, several of you email the primary email, you know, and address it to everybody, and I'll forward it around to everyone, but now you can reach out to everyone directly. But sometimes so. you don't forward it. Yeah, that's A the other of problem of that. Sometimes people say things to us and we never know because Adam hoards them. <laughs> I just he forward them. Us. He's like, remember that time? And you're like, no, you never shared that with yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> so basically what I'm really trying to say here is if you want Steve to finally make that CD with our What Are Swifties Listening To submissions, <laughs> you can email Steve at taylortalk.org and you can yell at him all you want. I still don't think it'll happen though. Sorry, guys. Probably not. But again, our primary email podcast at taylortalk.org. All our social media accounts are the same. If you guys forget, there's only one link you have to remember, and that is taylortalk.org slash contact. And that's going to have everything there. I'm going to update it as soon as we finish recording this episode, which is right now, actually. So Bye. for episode <laughs> 161 of Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast, this has been Adam, Diane, Sammy, and Steve. Saying have a great week, guys. We'll see you all next time. Bye. 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 See ya. This podcast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift.